Right, okay. It's been a very interesting week. Um, but God is good, amen? Um, this is not strange that the microphone isn't working uh, because it's just part of what this week has been like. Um, I don't work for the church full-time. I'm one of the elders here, and it's my privilege to, to have you here, to see you here. It's my pleasure to see so many people before us this morning. Um, but I have a job, and I was in Amsterdam with my job over the week, and uh, Doris decided to pay a visit. And so my flight was cancelled. And so I found that I was, uh, you know, staying in Amsterdam longer than I intended or planned to be. And it was quite disruptive and very stressful. And I was thinking, ah, and I'm preaching on Sunday. Um, but then God gave me a word. And so I will share what I believe God has asked me to share with you. So this is exactly what I believe God would have me say to you. Um, and, and it's very interesting. And God is really good. Because this morning, um, I was talking to my wife about the preach. Uh, and she says, Nick, uh, just keep it simple. And I was thinking, well, I haven't had the time to check the Greek and the, you know, Hebrew versions of the Bible and to do let lots and lots of research and stuff. Um, but I did feel a bit of, oh, what do you mean keep it simple? Do you mean I can't keep it simple? So I was a bit defensive, to be honest. So I, I said to her, what do you mean simple? Simple is a relative term. What's simple to you may not be simple to me. Yeah, so that was a bit of a provocation. And, and then I came into the prayer meeting. And just as I walked into the prayer meeting, Olive, eyes short, was praying, prophesying. And she just says, I don't know who's preaching, but whoever's preaching, uh, it's not complicated. And so I'm thinking, okay, because to me, to be honest with you, I've been feeling kind of, it's kind of complicated. And then just before I came up, Colin wasn't there at the time when Olive shared this. Colin came to pray for me and Colin said, Nick, I believe God will say to you, just keep it simple. Okay, so do excuse me. There will be no Greek interpretations of the Bible. Um, I, I, will, I will genuinely believe what I, um, what I believe God is trying to share. And when, where's um, Ant? Ant came and shared that scripture. And he said something. All of the law is summarized in this. Yeah? That's not in my list of scriptures, and there are quite a few. But really, that's what God has been sharing with me. That's what God has been asking or telling me to speak to you about. Amen? Is that thing still, is that working now or it's, carry on with this one, okay. So let's start with, I'll start with prayer actually. Father Lord, I want to thank you Lord that you speak. Thank you Lord that you, you love me, you loved me first. And you love me with an everlasting love. You love us with an everlasting love. You loved us first Lord. And thank you out of your love for me Father, you have spoken to me. You have encouraged me. You've let me know that you are with me. Father, Lord, I pray, Lord, that may your people who are gathered under the sound of my voice hear your voice today, O oh God. May they hear your word to them for this time. May they be blessed, encouraged, enriched, and may they grow even that bit in this meeting, O oh God, through the preaching of the word for your glory and in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so carry on. 
Um, I'm going to start by reading a, a scripture. This is the, uh, the continuation in this series we started a few weeks ago called Better Together. And the title of my... Is that working? Good. Hey. Praise God. Thank you, Ant. <laughs> and the guys at the back. Yes, thank you. That, that's part of my message. Thank you very much. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. Yeah, I feel I appreciate all you do. You take all the scriptures that I bring t- together and you, you know, make it look reasonable. <laughs> or, or you try and make it look reasonable. I, I don't know. People will determine if um, we've succeeded together. But coming and sharing with you is a team effort. Yeah, this is not, I'm going off track here, but it's a team effort. And this is what we mean about better together. This is what it means to be a church. Uh, in the prayer meeting, people prayed for me. To, you know, to be able to stand in front of you. As I was coming back in, Phil called me over and he prayed for me. And I'm thinking, well, this is what it means to be better together, to be amongst a body of believers who support, encourage, love, uphold, pray for one another. Amen? Amen. So my topic today is growing together. And I'd like to start with Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 7. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But to each one of us, grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. Now I'm going to skip a few verses and go to uh, verse 14 to 16. Then we will no longer be infants. Say, then we will no longer be infants. Tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him. Everybody say, we will in all things grow up into him. Who is the head that is Christ? From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. In that scripture, you see a number of times that word in love. In love. You see, when we come to talk about better together, God has created a community of believers. He's created a community that is meant to be a sign and a wonder to this world. The church is where God is and is represented and through whom he is represented. I believe strongly that the, the gathering of believers, let me say to you, brothers and sisters, welcome to the embassy of the kingdom of God. Amen. Wherever Christians gather, the church, the gathering, and it's not about the physical building, it's the body of Christ, it's the church of Christ. We are the embassy of the living God. We are ambassadors, which means we are representatives. We carry God 
on the inside of us. Amen. If you are a believer, you are filled with God. You have his image. We carry God. We are ambassadors of Christ. So together we're looking how we can better grow together. So I'll be looking at um, three things. One, what does it actually mean to grow? What do I mean by grow? And then we'll look at what does it mean to grow spiritually or in the sense, in the context that we're talking about. And then how do we help each other grow? And I'm going to need a miracle because, uh, yeah. Can somebody take the batteries out of that clock, please? <laughs> very, very briefly, what, what is growing? Um, Webster's Dictionary says growing is to become larger, to increase in size, to increase in amount. It's to become better or improved in some way, to become more developed, to become more mature. It's to become larger and change from being a child to being an adult as time passes. It's to pass from childhood to adulthood. So there are a number of things that typify growth. And I'll talk about this in the natural. It's a visible thing. You can see it. You can see where growth is happening. It is demonstrated and characterized by change that happens. And I think it's obvious to say that there is always a start before a growth. So there is a birth before a growth, okay, creation before a change, a growth. So there's a starting point. And things tend to grow. The whole concept of growing is in relation to the nature of the thing. So, for example, the seed, the apple seed, will grow into an apple tree. And will, as it grows and matures, will start to give out apple fruit. So very simple. Nature, you know, a child will grow into uh, a teenager, Toddler, teenager, adult, not yet. <laughs> so I just looked at my son. Um, and then, you know, adulthood and old age, etc. But the growth is in relation to the nature of the thing. Amen? Is this, is this simple? Yeah? So I will keep it simple, but I will keep it scriptural. There are factors that influence or support or drive growth. There are also things that hinder growth. So, for example, if you want your plant to grow, you will wet it, you put it in the right soil, you cultivate it, you will give it attention and care. Correct? Yeah? Because if you neglect it, and, I, and we have experienced this in my household, we've neglected some plants, and um, yeah, they have withered and died, unfortunately. Um, so, gardening is not one of my strengths, I will admit. And there is a place... There is an optimum place for things to grow within. Amen? Yeah, so there is a place where something is designed to grow. In fact, you can plant some seeds in particular soils and they won't even germinate. They won't grow because they are in the wrong place. They're the right seed, but they're in the wrong place. And then finally, growth happens over time. Sometimes it's steady. Most times, to be fair, it's steady, but sometimes it can be quite rapid. So growth takes place over time. So what does this mean in a Christian context? What does it mean to grow spiritually? Well, applying those uh, elements of growth to spiritual growth, it starts with being born again. It starts with spiritual rebirth. That's where growing spiritually starts. It is growing... In terms of the nature, it is growing in our new nature. It's growing in the nature of the Spirit of Christ. So in, in the early church, they, made, they met together to share life in worship. 
They, you know, they, they, they taught one another. They gave to each other. They uh, worshipped together. And they experienced growth in their numbers, but they also experienced growth in individuals. So if you are um, a Christian and you, uh, you know, some Christians say, well, I don't really need to go to church. I just need to be a Christian and I just need to believe. And you're actually sabotaging your own growth because the church is the place. The church is the place that God has designed for us to grow in spiritually. That's, that's the soil, if you like. That's where the water of the word comes in. That's where the provocation of brother and sister facilitates growth. That's where, I'll come on to that later, where I talk about what helps us, how can we help each other growth? Each, each other grow, rather, sorry. So, I mean, it's fair to say that we will not achieve perfection this side of eternity. But once we're born again, the natural sequence of events is for us to grow spiritually. If we're in the right place. And this, my brothers and sisters, is the right place. So what do we grow up into? What, what is that nature? What are we supposed to grow up into? What are we growing more into? What are we growing more like? So if we go to Romans 8.29, it says... For, God, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be confirmed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many believers. We are saved to be conformed to Christ. We are saved, we are born again, to develop character, to develop Christ-likeness. If being born again or saved was just about going to heaven, then this room would be empty, because as soon as you're born again, you're gone. So there is a purpose, there is a plan, there is, like I said, the church is meant to be a sign and a wonder. It's a representation of God on the earth. We shine forth with his glory, amen? We are ambassadors. So we grow more like Christ as we represent him. And as we come alongside one another, and as we help each other to grow. So God said, okay, God, God said to me, actually, there's just one thing I want people to know in terms of what this growth looks like. You know, what does growing mean? And he says, well, your nature is now of the Spirit of God, Spirit of Christ. Your nature is now of God when you are born again. When you are a believer, you receive God's Spirit. So fundamentally, you start to look more like God as you grow, correct? You start to look like, more like God to one another and to the world. And so let's understand who our Father looks like or who our Father is, because this is what we will grow into, amen? And then we'll talk about how do we help each other grow. Very simply, God is love. The scripture in 1 John 4, 7 to 8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. 
Matthew Henry's commentary says that the spirit of God is the spirit of love. He that does not love the image of God in his people has no saving knowledge of God. For it is God's nature to be kind and to give happiness. 1 John chapter 4, verse 11 to 12. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Or perfect or mature. It's another word for complete. John 13, 34 to 35. This is Jesus saying, A new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. So growing up is about learning to love increasingly. It's about loving God more and loving each other more. And so when I talk about how can we help each other grow, I'm really, in essence, talking about how do we help each other grow in love towards one another and grow in love towards God. That's simple, right? Actually, it's not that easy. Because if you look at, uh, if you look at, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there is a description of what love is. Love is kind, love is gentle, love is long-suffering, love is... There are a lot of things that when you read what love is, you go, whoa, ouch. It's not that easy, is it? But that's where we help one another. And that's where, by His Spirit, because we receive a spirit of love, we grow in love. We can grow in love because we have love in us. Because we have the love of God. Amen? So if you, if, you, if you had God standing next to you, what would you say to him? How would you talk to him? Guess what? If you're sitting next to a believer, you do. Because that person that's sitting next to you has God in them. Christ in them. The Spirit of God in them. Food for thought, huh? So when we speak to one another, actually, let's think, actually, I'm speaking to someone who carries the image of God. I'm speaking to a child of God. I'm speaking to an ambassador of Christ. A fellow ambassador. So how can we help each other grow? How can we help each other grow in love? Well, it starts with acceptance. It starts with accepting your brother or sister as they are. The Bible says in Romans chapter 15 verse 7, accept one another then just as Christ accepted you in order to bring praise to to God. So we accept that we are different. We have different gifts, different callings, different dispositions, different backgrounds. We are all different. And we have different weaknesses. We have different strengths and different weaknesses. So we Accept one another. We don't look down on one another. We don't, you know, if you're very good at timekeeping and your brother uh, struggles with, I'm not pointing in any particular direction. (laughs) Well, this may be the last time I preach, but anyway. (laughs) That wasn't intentional, but anyway. So, you know, your brother... (laughs) may be different to you in terms of timekeeping. You accept them. 
as they are. And there are whole lots of applications, but it starts with acceptance. You look different from me. You talk different from me. You walk different from me. You smell different from me. But actually, I'm accepted by God and I accept you. That is, that's why actually the church is the ideal place to grow in spiritual maturity. Because it's where, you, especially in, in, you know, in our body here, where you have a diverse group of people from different cultural, social, demographic, etc., etc., whatever classification, backgrounds, and people come together into one place. It's remembering that when you see your brother or your sister, actually, in Ephesians 4, verse 4, uh, verse 4 to 6, it says, There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. So when you see your brother, actually, it's the same father. You have the same father. You have the same spiritual DNA. Whatever the differences are. And accepting those differences actually makes the differences flourish and become a beautiful thing. Or like something, a beautiful thing. Who's that a beautiful thing? Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Is that, is that what does it? No, Kionic. <laughs> so acceptance brings growth. Rejection brings diminishing. A child that's rejected, a person that's rejected, doesn't grow. So we need to accept one another. We should accept one another. The next thing we do to help one another go is to encourage one another. So acceptance is one thing. Accepting that somebody is, you know, a child of God and they are who they are and the way they are is one thing. And understanding each other is one thing. But then encouraging one another. So in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. So it's about, you can do this. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen? Amen. Where God has started a work, he will complete it. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. He who began a work in you is faithful to complete it. Where will you hear this? This is brothers and sisters. We should spur one another on towards good works. We should spur one another on in love and towards good works. Hebrews Hebrews 10, 24 to 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. So accepting one another, encouraging one another. If you imagine a child trying to ride a bicycle and then falling off for the first time. Well, you can say, ah, well, you can't ride a bicycle. It's very clear. You know, to the child. It's just, I think, looking at this situation, uh, I can see that you can't ride a bicycle. Yeah? Simple, a statement of fact, correct? Oh, actually, do you know what? You've fallen off, but you can try again. And you can ride. And guess what? Everybody falls the first time they get on a bike. You've never done this before. I'll come alongside you. I'll stand by you. I'll hold the bike. I'll put stabilizers on. I'll help you ride. And then I'll take them off, and then I'll watch you grow. As you start to ride, yay, I celebrate with you that you've ridden. Amen? 
So we encourage one another, we spur one another on, we look for the good that people are doing and encourage them in it. So Phil and the scriptures, well done, thank you. Yes. Yeah. Do you know what? There, there are so many people, and this isn't in my, there are so many people who, who are in the background and make things happen. And very often we fail to notice. Am I right? We think, we think things just happen. Let's appreciate one another. Appreciate the things that people do. That grows love. Third, let's honor one another above ourselves. Romans 12, 9 to 10. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love, honoring one another above yourselves. The world says, climb up the ladder. Be more significant. Be more popular. The world says, it's you, yourself, and you, and you, and you alone. Me, myself, and I. That's the culture of the world. You get on. Make sure you do everything within your power to get on. If you look at crabs trying to escape from a, uh, a bowl, crabs pull each other down. As one is climbing up, gets pulled down. So all the, all the crabs inevitably die in there rather than one or two getting out of there. So that's the culture of the world. But in the kingdom, you lift your brother up. Lift your sister up. You humble yourself and you lift your brother and sister up. It's, it's countercultural, isn't it? How have you, have you ever been lifted, has anyone ever been lifted up by someone else here? I have. I have had somebody come alongside and help me. And it's a wonderful thing. That's what the kingdom is. And then finally, pray for one another. Ephesians three sixteen to 19. And if you don't know, how do you pray for someone's spiritual growth? Here's a good one. Here's a good example of a prayer. You can pray for someone. And, and at the end of this preach, uh, we'll have a time for response and pray for one another. I pray that out of his glorious riches, and I'm going to pray this actually over you. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Amen. So that you may know how much God loves you. We sang about the love of God and we said, I love you, Lord. Loving one another, growing in love, starts actually with knowing how much God loves you. Jesus said, the whole commandments, the entire law and prophets and commandments are summarized in these two things. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your strength and all your soul, all your mind, etc., etc., and love your neighbor as yourself. So that's the simple message, brothers and sisters. I hope it's simple. Application, that's maybe not as easy to say, but that's why we're better together. Because if you need to learn patience, someone's going to help you here. (laughs) Yes? If you need to learn forgiveness, 
Someone's going to help you here. Yeah? As we, as we do not forget to meet together, as we do not omit to meet together, as we look to serve one another, as we look to honor one another, as we accept one another, as we pray for one another, we will grow spiritually. We will become increasingly a sign and a wonder to the world because of the love we have for one another and the love we have for God. Amen? We are dependent on Christ to make this happen. Yeah, this isn't about you suddenly, right, I'm going to work up some love here. You've received the love of Christ. You can love. And I'll finish with this, just the end of the scripture I read at the beginning. Instead, speaking the truth in love. So yes, there will be challenges. You will need to give people feedback sometimes. But it is with an attitude of love that you challenge to growth. You spur on to good deeds. You spur on to good works. We will in all things, and I'm prophesying this, we will in all things, gateway will in all things, grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Amen. Can I just invite the, the band back and, and we're going to have a time of response. Love, love you to pray for one another. We're going to share communion. Love you to pray for each other. And this week, make it, you know, every time we gather, make it a, a habit to recognize the good that people do, the awesome things that people are doing. Yeah, say thank you. Say well done. And then also say, actually, I believe, you know, you might need to look at this and I can help you. If you spot something that really irritates you in somebody else, guess what? Maybe God wants you to come along and help. If something really irritates you about the church, volunteer to do something in that space. If you don't like the welcome at the car park, join the team. If you don't like the way I preach, um, let the boss man know. And let us, let us grow together in love. Amen.